You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Well Muslim Podcast. This is Uzma Jafri. Assalamualaikum, everybody. This is Zeba Hassan. And Zeba has coronavirus today. I know. It's so sad. No, I just drank some water and it totally went down the wrong tube. Like that's the the beauty of going live and thinking, oh, I'm yes. going to grab some water. I'm going to do this. But no, I don't have corona. At least I hope not. So Zeba, tell me about your week once you get a breath in. You know, we have officially moved into, you know, a lot of us have heard that I was in a master bedroom redo and you probably heard some of that construction in the background in some of our podcasting um episodes um but yeah we're officially in the room and not a moment too soon since obviously all of us are trapped in the house together having that small little space for myself has been um a god save that having been said no uh, we actually are enjoying we're trying to do the best that we can and we're enjoying the week together you know the quarantine together so i'm not going to complain too much about it i actually like having my kids with me um but i know it's been a little bit challenging for you because you've been actually on the forefront and so you've had a cough and kind of worried about having corona so you want to talk to us about that and what you've been dealing with on the front lines? Well, I mean, thank goodness all of my patients are okay because they live in care communities. We don't call them nursing homes because that's um, considered kind of an ageist term. So we call them care communities, at least out here in Arizona. And so those facilities are on lockdown. The ones that are doing it correctly are not letting any non-essential visitors in, which means there's no family. There's just doctors, nurses, um, if a hospice uh, worker needs to come in, they will on a very limited basis allow them in. So even myself, I have the opportunity to go uh, whenever I want to. I just need to call and give them a heads up. And at some facilities, my temperature has to be checked. Travel history is checked at the desk before they'll let me in. Well, Wednesday, you know, one of the days that I, I get up to go and do this, I woke up with a very different cough. It's not an allergy cough. It's deep in my chest. I'm actually wheezing and I do have, you know, um, some reactive airway disease, which is kind of akin to asthma. And um, so I decided I wasn't going to go. No fever, no chills, nothing like that. I haven't traveled, but I made the call to not go expose my patients because that is what social distancing is. You stay away from vulnerable populations, especially, and that we know is going to be our elderly and chronically ill. So I learned how to do telemedicine, which is awesome because now that is the big thing. And now I can offer visits actually to more than just my older patients online, which is really cool. Um, But the goal is, as we were talking about earlier before uh, we started recording, is to keep our contact to a minimum and, you know, just be responsible and not pass it on. So, um, you know, there, there is that. I am still going out to my renovation, which is literally just me and sometimes one other person working on site. So I just stay clear of them. Um, and we're, you know, maintaining the six foot distance because I'm not going to climb up 20 foot ladders to go talk to them. I'm just, you know, supervising my work and a little bit uh, jealous that you started your reno way after me and are already done. And I've been working on it for two and a half years and I still have no end in sight. So, but if it makes you feel better, we've been working on this renovation for four and a half years. 
we just did it piecemeal. So we're finally at our final stage. Whoa. I know. So now we're officially, officially done. But the other good news that we have um, with Mommy Well Muslim, which we were going to make the announcement today, um, is we added two new um, team members and they'll be posted a little bit later. Um, we have Ariana Sahidi. She's going to be our brand ambassador, community director, and we're really excited to have her come on. And then we just offered our intern, social media intern, Iman Kashif. She was supposed to start in the summer, but obviously now being home, she's able to start with Mommy Wall Muslim a little bit earlier and infusing our um, podcast and our Facebook Live with some young and youthful energy. And we'll be coming at you starting tomorrow, right? Tuesday, like Teen Talks Tuesday and kind of giving moms an insight as to what our kids are actually going through um, out of the mouth of themselves, like out of the mouth of babes, essentially. So we are super excited about having that be on our show and as a as another offering for our moms, um, kind of getting an insight into what the teenagers are actually physically experiencing um, and just kind of be in touch with what they're going through. So I'm really excited, yay, to have them on. For the youthful voices, yes. yes. I think that's really important so that, you know, when we're learning all these new tips and techniques that they're actually going to be applicable to the generation that exists right now, I think is really important. Exactly. I'm really glad we're doing that and we have some young voices coming on to balance this out and just expand our points of view. So I really love it. So we, this episode today was supposed to be how to be fully schooled right during Ramadan and you know the coronavirus has essentially taken on um, a a life of its own and we can't uh, actually ignore it so what we're going to do is incorporate it into what we were already going to do and we're going to be talking today about being homemade Ramadan meaning all of us are at home how to make it special um and what we're going to do in, in kind of changing the narrative of what Ramadan is going to look like for all of us. Because guess what? I think we're at three weeks and counting from today, right? Well, my family started four weeks ago. So, Oh, you did? We've officially done a, a month on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. No, we're, we haven't even started. We've just been... Because we had spring break, that's right? right? And we weren't going anywhere. So that's where we're going to go. And um, what I wanted to do is introduce our guest, our guest today. Yay! Priscilla Martinez. She is an interfaith leader and a library advocate here in the DMV area in my community. Um, And, you know, that's kind of where we entertain our children, but that's not going to really be an option (laughs) this Ramadan. Um, Priscilla also is a mama of six. I think the ages are like 13 to 23. So she's a well-established expert mom. And we are so thankful she uh, decided to join us today to kind of put in perspective what we're going to do this Ramadan stuck at home. Thank you so much for coming on, Priscilla. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Thanks for having me. Assalamualaikum. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's exciting. I've been following y'all for what? It's been over a year now, I think. It's been over a year. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I was just saying like, you're kind of like my go-to mom when I need, I need some advice or like, I'm like, oh, what would, how would Priscilla do it? So you, you know, you kind of like, I've been following you as well. And could you um, kind of tell our audience like your ages of kids, like what you're doing right now and how you're coping with this coronavirus? Yeah, sure. So sound like everybody. Thank you, um, Zayda and Ozma for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to share with others. Um, so yes, my kiddos were well 
so they're currently 12 through 22, but we haven't had this year's birthdays yet. So if you want to go by the year 2020, then Zeba, you were right. Yes, 13 through 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, we have six um, girls are our bookends and four boys in between. And um, we are part of the DMV area, but we kind of live out in the rural area. Um, we've been out here for a little over a decade and um, we've actually always homeschooled specifically unschooled our children uh, so um, so yeah so some of what we kind of already do as a family is um, thankfully alhamdulillah in line with um, or I guess I should say you know the the stay at home and social distancing is has impacted us but not as much you know, for sure, as children who are used to going to school. So yeah, so we're looking forward to, um, you know, although during Ramadan, actually, regardless of schooling, as you all know, we all tend to be more outward and, you know, more social and going to, um, you know, the mosque more and so on. Um, so there will be some adjustments in that regard for us. Um, but as far as normal life, you know, our, our homeschooling has been impacted, um, unfortunately, but Inshallah, it's temporary. So, so we're, we're hanging in like everybody else, alhamdulillah. And I'm familiar with Priscilla as like the home Muslim homeschooling guru in America. So like some of the, you know, stuff that you post about, you know, children and respectful parenting and unschooling. Like I've used that in my own journey. Cause I don't know if you know Priscilla, but like I started unschooling my oldest this year. I did not. So the experience has been amazing for me. And with the school closure, it hasn't impacted us as, as much. However, Ramadan is my children's favorite time of the year. Like the Ramadan uh, Eid wish lists on our refrigerator have changed at least 17 <laughs> times in the last year and even this weekend. So, you know, for us, it's a, a huge cultural shift because, you know, we've had Ramadan at home before when Ramadan used to be in the summer, but this is a whole different circumstance where now we can't even go to the Masajid. Um, in all likelihood, they will not be opened up no matter what anybody says to fill the churches right. on Easter. We're not going to be doing that. We're not going to be filling the, the Masajid in Ramadan. So what do we do for those of us who, you know, didn't live? Uh, I, I, I see a lot of memes where uh, this quarantine is kind of like an introvert's Eid. <laughs> but for those of us who are extroverts and very social and, you know, the masjid is very integral to our life. Like, what do you say or what do you suggest for us to do? And what is some of the fiqh of that um, to do these uh, homemade Ramadans? Well, first of all, I can't speak to fiqh <laughs> for sure. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I totally get that because we all, except for my husband, actually, we all are introverts. So that's seven of us living with one very extroverted social butterfly who totally thrives on, on being out there. Um, but again, you know, during Ramadan, because of our attachment to the time and the spirituality and the specialness of it in the community, that's where, you know, kind of doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted, right? We are all drawn toward each other during such a special time. So that, you know, that is going to affect all of us, regardless if we're introverted and extroverted. Um, we actually had been on Zoom for a while because of the work that we do. Um, and we've started to rely even more on Zoom for um, the, our, our kiddos started a project called the Apostrophe, where they go live on zoom three times a week and it's just um it's like a 
I can't figure out a short way to describe it. I just keep saying like a variety show, um, but it's just a hangout, right? It's we set it up because we wanted a place for them and anybody who wanted to join them from anywhere um, to just be able to connect. Right. It's it's not about politics. It's not about coronavirus. It's not about um, and it's not only for Muslims and it's not and it's just a space for teens where they chat. So we're going to rely heavily on obviously the mosque because I'm, I'm hearing the same thing that Masajid are not going to be opening up during Ramadan. And, and I agree with that. Not again, not that not from a fic perspective, this is an opinion perspective. So so that's kind of taken care of. So in terms of faith-based spirituality, but the rest of the spiritual fulfillment during Ramadan, we're going to rely on connecting with others as best we can online and on encouraging good deeds, right? Which is something that we do as a family normally anyways, but we all know that during Ramadan, it's extra special and there's more, um, you know, reward, inshallah, um, for good intentions and good deeds during that time. So um, so that that's kind of the three-pronged, I guess, package <laughs> of what we're looking to do. And then academics, um, it's just academics for us has always continued and we kind of have always gone at our own pace with that um, because of the flexibility of homeschooling and, and especially unschooling, which you are familiar with, um, Ozma, but um, because we can, we we actually in the past have always just taken our academics down a notch during Ramadan. And then maybe during the summer when quote, everybody else is off, right? For the whole month or all three months, then that's when we, might make up for that time. So the way that I've always explained it to people whenever they've asked is we just always year round kind of go at about 75%. So maybe I should say that's kind of a four prong <laughs> approach to Ramadan. Um, so yeah, so that's our plan, inshallah. And with all of them being older, it's easier for them to express their own needs and wants. So that's helpful. Um, but then also since they're older, it's not like when they were tiny that they only needed each other for <laughs> socializing. So yeah, so I've, I've always been a firm believer in um, anyone who's familiar with my approach to homeschooling and to parenting and life in, in general is good enough is good enough. And I know it sounds like so like, lame <laughs> and basic, but that's how we're planning to approach um, Ramadan as well. Not that we shouldn't strive to do our best and do as much as we can, but to also be kind and merciful toward ourselves when we're not, um, which we, you know, inshallah can rely on Allah's kindness and mercy toward us. So why would that not be an approach that we take toward ourselves. And that's something that we try to um, impart to our children, especially because it's very easy once you become an adult to allow a lot of external pressures to, it's very easy to internalize all these external pressures and then use them for how we judge ourselves, right? Based on those expe expectations that weren't even innate to us in our lives that we internalized. And so we try to remind them, be, be kind. The, the most important person you need to be kind and patient and merciful to is toward yourself. Because if Allah is, why would you not be, right? So. I mean, I love that on so many levels. I think that's exactly what everybody needs to hear during this time. What do you think, Seba? No, the, the reality of the situation is 
that's is my mantra as well. I'm like, we all are doing the best that we can. And these are circumstances, right, that are outside of our control. And perhaps this, I view it as um, this is God's way or Allah's way of getting us to slow down and become more connected. And me, this has been a great opportunity for me to gain some more of my own spirituality. And because everybody knows, usually during springtime, we're not as involved in like um, the scouts and stuff as Priscilla, but all my kids play um, are pretty um, avid athletes. And usually our weekends are spent like starting at 7 a.m. going till 10 with nonstop games or tournaments. So this is going to be our first Ramadan where we actually can just be. And um, I'm actually really looking forward to that because we were normally fitting everything in and squeezing it in. And the fact that we don't have to do that is amazing. And my kids are enjoying because everything has moved online is we're literally like, oh, so Heb Webb is on right now. Let's click on that and see what he has today. Imam Majid is on. Let's click on that and what he has to say. Like, it's honestly been such a cool experience for us because, you know, when we're normally so busy, we're able to, I still feel pretty much connected, the, the beauty of technology. So so honestly, I am really looking forward to this Ramadan. I know you, Uzma, you're more of the going to the mosque. You guys, you know, you eat dinner every single day there. And you also seem to slow down like Priscilla does. Like, how are you feeling about being more homemade during Ramadan right now? Because I know this was a big part of like your socialization was going to the mosque every single night. And it's not just, you know, I'm more worried about my kids because that's where, you know, A, we would pull out of all all extracurricular activities during Ramadan because I was like, I'm using conservation mode. She is not going to drive you to a thousand and one <laughs> different places. So it would kind of force us to slow down during the month, which is kind of a moot point right now. Um, but you know, because yeah, you're not going anywhere anyway. Exactly. Um, part of my mental well-being was during Ramadan, you know, so that I could concentrate in the Masjid al-Tarawiyah, I would give them the electronics at night. So here you go, you know, right after Isha, here's your electronics, enjoy yourselves. And they loved it because they would just game with their friends over there. Like they would, now that they're older, they would have to pray their eight and then they would just sit down and like play or go outside in the parking lot and play with the security guard, like football, like touch football or whatever. Um, so they're not having that interaction. They look forward to it. And I'm more worried about them. Like, how do you recreate that experience for Masjid going kids who are used to that? Like, that's been everything they've known since they, gosh, before they even started school. So the, I, I'm grieving for that loss, but I'm hoping that maybe our Masjid will do like yours, Priscilla, and start live streaming the Tarawiyah. Because I know one or two people are still attending each of the five prayers, and maybe we will have an imam who can live stream the Tarawiyah for us so that we can continue to do it at home. That's kind of what we're going to end up doing. Um, but my husband's like, we will not be, you know, even if some weirdo decides that they're going to go and have iftar at the masjid and provide it for a few people, we're not going to go expose ourselves or potentially expose a lot of the, we have a lot of elder people in our congregation who we would put at risk if we were exposed. You know, I'm still working, he's still working. So, you know, we're bringing these germs in, we don't want to infect our masjid. So he's like, we will just have to start having suhoor at home and we will have to start having iftar and dinner at home. And so you know, Zeba, that that makes me grieve on a whole nother level because mm -hmm. I hate cooking. You know what though? This is a great opportunity for you to like get your kids involved in cooking. Like I am now having my kids, like my daughter just texted me, I'm making lunch for everybody. I'm, I'm like, good. Cause 
I'm busy right now. And, you know, this is our opportunity to like start encouraging them to do different things. So maybe that's, you guys can work on a menu and start, you know, doing different things. I remember, you know, rolling samosas with my mom during Ramadan. The one thing I wanted to do, and, and Priscilla touched base about this, is, um, you know, having an act of service. Like, I feel like that is a, a major comp- component for Ramadan in general for us. And normally we do the more phys- the physical things with our children, and we're not going to be able to do that. So, you know, Usma and Priscilla, do you want to talk to a little bit? Have you thought about, like, what kind of service projects your kids are going to be um, doing? It sounds like with apostrophe, they're doing that already, like virtually. Is there anything else that you can kind of give a, a advice or some insights so for other people, our audience watching that we can have our kids be able to do at home so that we're still participating in acts of service during Ramadan? Right now, uh, you know, it, my kids, except for one of them, aren't on social media. So most of what they get, most of what they hear about what's going on out there in that regard comes from me. And so I've seen so far, social media does not fail in this department, alhamdulillah. Um, I've seen calls for, which y'all did, I'm sure as well, that I just mentioned, for people to send letters to um, care communities and for um, first responders and for hospitals. Um, So anybody out there who is an essential worker can always use that kind of a pick me up, a thank you in the form of a letter um, or a video message, um, an email. So that's one thing that, that it's, it's still going to be going on a month from now, right? When we're into Ramadan. So that need isn't going to go away. Uh, And then I'm sure y'all saw also the calls for folks to um, sew masks. Um, there are, it, I know that in our county, all of the, it's my understanding that all of the um, healthcare workers are not taking those because they don't um, fit, you know, the requirements of being N95 and yeah. so on. But other essential workers are very enthusiastically hoping um, for those and pulling out, putting out calls for those. So um, people that are out there working in grocery stores and gas stations, the only way through this yes. current challenge is unity um, is helpful. But then on a that's kind of on a macro level. On a micro level, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about how in all of this connecting that we've been doing and talking about this one issue, it's helped us to literally in 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 a very granular, raw way, see how it is that something that is affecting me in XYZ ways uh, is affecting someone else. Right now, this coronavirus experience is for everybody a reflection of, you know, what we compact into that 30 days of Ramadan, you know, like thinking about humanity, empathizing with humanity who doesn't have the advantages of a suhoor and iftar, right. the advantages of clean water and shelter and a masjid to go right. to uh, or a community to fall back on. So, you know, that I feel like everybody in the world right now is having that Ramadan experience that we all look forward to. Right. Um, and so on that note, I think we do have a distinct advantage of having a homemade Ramadan where we're going to be here because we already know how to do it. We just have to take it from the public space that we're used to into that private space. And for those um, who are uh, introvert experts like yourself, um, like you know how to do this the best. The rest of us just need to, you know, turn on that switch in our heads that, you know, it's 
maybe an inconvenience or it's something different, it's not a ca- catastrophe. For right. some people, you know, this whole pandemic is catastrophic economically, mentally, emotionally. But for a lot of us, it's okay. We just have to shift our mindset really and shift our thinking and not focus on all the things that we have lost. But like Zeba said, think of all that we have gained in connecting even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and realizing that, you know, I feel like like Surat al-Alaq is just over and over in my head. Like we are such insignificant clots right? We come from such insignificant things. And this very tiny microscopic mm-hmm. thing, like electron microscopic thing is, you know, brought the world to its knees. There's so many ways that we know now we have been grossly unprepared. Um, but even so, right, is it possible to really be fully prepared? Even if we had been, um, and we could have been in so many ways, there's no denying that. Um, but there's still other ways that that we know now we wouldn't have thought of. To pull it back to Ramadan, like I think I, I love what Priscilla and your Uzma are saying is like, you're thinking about this as a micro level. And yeah, you know, usually that's the world around you. But for this particular moment in time, like part of our duty is to remain at home and do what we need to do. That doesn't mean we have to stop the the quest for spirituality or that connection through God during this um, blessed month. It just means that we're doing it more on the micro level within our family. Families. And can you imagine with the technology we have now with Zoom, with this, like the fact that was, we're on three different time zones and we can still make this happen, what a blessing to be alive and that this happened during this period in time. So there are still ways for us to connect with one another. Ozma, yeah. if you guys don't live stream, like, you know, Adams is going to be live streaming, just join us. You know, like, that's my point. My point is like, you can literally do that. We're at a, a place in in the world, it could be worse. Just go on to record and, and join us, you know, and, and that's the beauty. I feel like, uh, you know, even though we're in our respective homes, we're still, I think we're now craving that, that connectivity and we're reaching out to that. And like, I did see a meme, which I thought totally all my friends who know me, like I'm really missing the fact that I can kind of like cancel my plans with friends because I end up always canceling because I'm just like that, but I still miss having the opportunity to make and cancel plans. But if this means, you know, I'm helping other people by like watching another Netflix show where I'm putting in an audio book, you know, or I'm playing outside with my kids, which I haven't done in a long time to be honest with you like actually interacting with them because I'm always so busy doing something else if I have a little time I'm like okay yeah I can play that extra baseball game what the heck where am I going right now so you know we can choose to look at it in a negative way or we can say you know what this is what I need to do to heal the earth because I do think the earth is healing I don't see as many cars out there um and and maybe you know for like for me it's there's a bigger plan and recognizing that I'm insignificant in the bigger plan, but Mm -hmm. I'll do what I need to do, I think has been really helpful. And I'll definitely carry that on um, during Ramadan. Right. And those things, you know, whether it's playing basketball with your kids or Ozma, if you, if you decide to brave it and start cooking with your kids, (laughs) um, those things are, you know, Again, not to get into thick, but one ayah that's always personally spoken to me and my husband is in Amal Usri Yusra, to the extent that we actually named our youngest actually after that ayah. Her name is Yusra. And so um, that those things are the ones that, especially during Ramadan, 
are the things we're going to have to rely on to provide us that relief. So the one thing I do want to end on, because I'm not a crafty person, is what can I do? <laughs> I'm going to ask this for both of you to kind of make it seem like a festive place because right now I'm like, I got some glue sticks and I got glitter. And now what am I supposed to do with this? Cause I'm not crafty and we can't go to Michael's. Everything is closed. So do you guys have any suggestions as like, what do you, what is the one thing that you do that you bring out during Ramadan to kind of like, you know, calls that month in? Yes, there are chain stores and I won't mention names out there who have um you know Ramadan decorations and Eid decorations and plates and banners and streamers and lions and tigers and bears oh my and and on some level it is good that to have that visibility on a national level in retail like that and I will not disparage that because that is important right um but I don't think it's zero sum I think it's important and good and helpful to support that because it's meaningful but let's also not forget our small muslim-owned businesses especially those who put their time and money and effort and love um into the crafts that they produce and the and the products and so on and so um instagram is a great place to look for those ideas and there there are a lot of folks right now that i see selling um i actually just ordered some yesterday kits where you can make your own you know they send you the paintbrushes and the paints and the you know in this case it, they're like a like wooden cutouts um that my kids are going to paint themselves that we'll put up um mm -hmm. because that's about as crafty as i can get i wouldn't be able to create the wooden cutouts. <laughs> um but you know but there are there there are folks you know you can just buy the finished products also as well and you know those things come in the mail and then just quarantine them or sanitize them the way that you normally would because they're going to pass several hands anyways um and then other than that um i think it's also important to try to keep things as normal as possible and as routine as possible so one of the things since there's six of them that we've always done with our kids when they were tiny and they already did it last week so they can start brainstorming is um we just do um like a secret santa type thing where they draw each other's we put they put all their names in a bowl and they draw names and um that's and they get each other eid gifts and then at, on eid we they wrap them and then we put them out and um everyone opens one and then they try to guess who it's for and also guess who it's from um who so, gave it to them. Right. that's a good idea yeah so we've oh that's something that we just always felt would be helpful to just just um endear them to each other so things like that that are important to each family um should still be kept right so if you want to take your ramadan up a notch then go for it osma always gets like the ramadan pajamas are you going to do that are you going to do that this year with yes. the ramadan pajamas considering mine never come out of their pajamas <laughs> they would be wearing those all year all month long for goodness sakes now that my kids are 12 years old, but are built like 14 and 13 year olds. They don't come in those sizes. So now I have to pay the adult. <laughs> it's prices. not a cute look. Um, I don't get the adult. No, they're like, I mean, I'm not wearing this to the masjid. Like I can't bend over for Roku. So I have to get the adult uh, one. So yeah, that is a good reminder that I need to order those and ring in Ramadan with that. But typically I have a whole box. Order of those because now you can be in your pajamas all month. Yeah. But you know, I'm not a big proponent of staying in your pajamas all day. Like I make them get dressed before they 
come downstairs. So I know. She always she's like, night, girl, I I put pants on put today on for pants. the record. Are you wearing pants? You should be I put on my pants today. Oh, I'm, I'm so wearing proud pants of you. today. Yay. Wait, are they yoga pants though? Yes. No, then they don't count. You have to put They're on They're not yoga pants. I'm wearing yoga pants. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. They're slacks. They're slacks. Uh, <laughs> so you're playing with a yoga Y'all got to get dressed, put your clothes It's on. good for morale. What are you doing? It's good for morale. Yeah. So this year, because we have this renovation happening, I um, am probably not going to bring the Ramadan decor out because it's pa- it was packed away last year. And I, you know, am just... I think we should make a collective du'a that, Ya Allah, please let us move into our house before Ramadan. Allahumma ameen. I don't know if it's going to happen because then I can put those decorations up over there. Um, you know, who knows? At this point, I'm just happy to have a home that I can live in. And, um, you know, if I have to, if that renovation is delayed even further, then I'm just going to put up the dang Ramadan decor that I already have, that I purchased overseas. And some of it my kids have made when they were younger. So um, if anybody wants to invest in easy things that you can potentially buy at the grocery store is popsicle sticks and paper plates. And you already have the glitter and the glue, um, Zeba. So that's perfect. You just need those four items and the kids can just go to town making crafts every single day. And what, you know, you talked about service, touching on that. There's always one act of service or two sometimes, um, depending on what the movements are. We incorporate that into a craft where it's kind of like, here's a clothespin with a good deed on it or with the project on it for you to do that. Um, has traditionally been the only thing that we can carry out throughout the entire month. I have done the advent calendars because they're really beautiful and very ambitious. And those have been a bust year after year after year in my house. So we're just not even going to do that. Yeah. I, after the first three days, we stopped doing them. I'm like, <laughs> I am hangry during Ramadan. I'm just going to be honest. Everybody knows my opinion on this. <laughs> Everybody knows. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything extra. Okay. So my poor kids will have to figure this out. But, you know, when you talk about acts of service, the one thing I did want to say is, you know, looking into your local community and there are so many Muslim owned um, nonprofits, whether it's your masjid or local, I know here in the DMV area, I have a really good friend. Her name is Umbreen Risby. She started the Brigade of Mercy from her kitchen like literally kitchen table. We talk about coming to our kitchen's tables. And even during this quarantine, she has been doing so much good for our local. And and so we definitely want to do something with her, perhaps like a blessing box or something, because as we know, like Ozma, I think you touched upon it. There's going to be a lot of economic um, Mm -hmm. things that come up from the quarantine as a a result of what everybody is going through. Um, So whatever we can do to help as a community, as a Muslim community, as part of our Dean, I think um, is definitely something we're going to focus on um, in my household as well. But I do see that we have gone so over the hour and it, I think it's because girl, I haven't talked to another live human being other than my <laughs> husband and my children for, and for this entire week. So it was so nice to be able to talk to you ladies live. Um, and like Priscilla, do you have anything to wrap it? Like, is there, like, could you let us know um, where we can find uh, your, your kids hangout space online? We'll share it on our, 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 our Facebook page. And we would like to invite them to teen talks um, Tuesdays because getting a, a lot of variety of teenage um, input, we would love to have them on the show. So if you wanted to um, kind of plug where they can, people on our show, 
can find them, we would love, love to be able to support you all. Okay, thank you. Sure, inshallah. So um, it's called The Apostrophe. They are on Facebook, um, about to be um, on Instagram and have a website as well. And then other than that, the only thing I would advise all of us, inshallah, from age zero to 100 is um, now, but especially during Ramadan, is just to maintain our flexibility as parents or as children, because um, especially when it comes to parenting, you know, there's the old mantra, the days are long, but the years are short. And so it's just to be a reminder that right in the thick of it, it's going to feel X, Y, Z, but in the grand scheme of things, inshallah, we'll be all right. Inshallah. It definitely is a gift of time. That's how I'm choosing. To, that's I'm choosing to think about this. This is a gift of time um, with my kids that I wouldn't otherwise have. Until next time, everybody. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for being on our show. Thank you all. Inshallah. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show, as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice, because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.